Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here we go. And I know it's not trade deadline yet, but don't worry. It'll be here soon. So we're going to break down some trade rumors. We're going to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and what's going on. Obviously, the Heritage Classic is tomorrow. But right now, I'm sitting with my best buddy right here. That is on that side, I guess. I don't know which way. That way, Josh Egan. The pointing is not working, but here we go. No, Josh, what's going on? Chevy Bones, what's going on? Everybody's here. Let's make it fun. Uh, not too much. Just uh, finished my shift at work and getting ready to wrap up for a uh, cold day tomorrow down at Tim Hortons Field. So uh, that's going to be a cold one, but it's going to be fun to see live. You got to take some pictures, get it all out there, put it out on these social medias. I'm doing back-to-back Leafs games. I got tomorrow and I'm going to the one on Tuesday. So it's going to be a good couple days. Hey, go get jacked up. Well, what do you think about the Toronto Maple Leafs right now? Obviously, Jack Campbell hurt. The goaltending's not going so swimmingly. The team can't seem to hold a lead to save their breath. Uh, team defense, since Jake Muzzin has gone down, has been questionable. Um, for you, what is your biggest concern and why? I told myself, uh, I don't know when I tweeted this. It might have been a week or two ago now. I said, I'm not going to worry until the trade deadline's finished because when there's an issue with teams, you have to address that issue. And most of and you can't really address it through free agency right now. Although that could happen technically if PK Subban's bought out by the devils. Um, and I said, I wasn't going to worry until we reached the trade deadline. And then the last game, Peter Mrazek goes in and just absolutely puts on a clinic of what not to do. If you're a goaltender, uh, Shelgren has to come in and, you know, he looks solid. I thought he had a couple of good saves. He had, a, I think he had a really good one in overtime that led to a Nylander breakaway. And I was like, that would have been awesome. Uh, if Willie could have buried that. But uh, it just that that Arizona game was kind of concerning. The other ones before that, it was more, uh, you know, teams throughout the season. You get the February March Blues, and they're just you know grinding day to day. The schedule's really ramped up, so maybe they're tired. It came out that Campbell's injured, so he could have been battling that through the games. But you know, there are needs that need to be addressed on this team, and you got to look at it and break it down and go which one is the more important need because you may be only really able to address one of them. And do you need a defenseman back there or do you need a goaltender? Do you need a scoring winger? Which one do you value more? And quite frankly, I'm putting a goaltender at the top of the list right now. I know you're big on if soup comes back and you know, he finds his game, they're going to be fine. What if he comes back and he hasn't found his game? You know, who was supposed to come back and find his game last year, Frederick Anderson. What happened? didn't play a game. He played one more game. I think it was the final one going into the playoffs and he didn't look very good. Played a couple AHL games and, you know, didn't look good there either. So you need a goaltender. You need a defenseman. Uh, scoring, it not so much. Like they're putting up goals left, right, and center right now. And I, I think if you you find a, a competent goaltender, it doesn't necessarily have to be Marc-Andre Fleury. You could look at a guy like Brian Holtby, who, sure, he hasn't had the best season right now, but you put him back there, he can make the saves that need to be made, which we just aren't getting right now. You look at the two Mrazek let in in the first five minutes against Arizona. Any other NHL goalie makes that save, you know, 9.8 times out of 10, right? Um, I don't know if you saw it. Like, wait, it cut to Wayne Simmons after the second goal, and he just goes, Are you fucking kidding me? And it, like, clear as day. So, if you have a goalie back there, those that makes those saves, the first two don't go in. It's still 0 0. That game could go a different way. You're not battling uphill. Game goes a different way. You could, 
you know, the game against Buffalo, same thing. Game against Columbus, same thing. You're playing soft teams right now, and they're able to put up these goals because these teams aren't that good defensively or in net. Um, so you're able to battle back after you go down 3-1, after you go down 4-1. Um, but then you have a lead, like against Detroit, for example, where you're up 7-2, and all of a sudden it's 7-6 and then 8-7. Is that defense? Is that goaltending? I'm putting it on goaltending. I know there's various opinions, but if you get a competent goaltender back there, that covers up a lot of the flaws you have on defense. So that is my number one trade target. Get a goaltender. All right. Well, I'll hear you out on it. And I don't think it's the thing that we need to to address, to be honest with you. I think D is the big one right there. And the reason why I say that is um, who are you going to get out of goaltending? I I threw out... uh, Anton Forsberg is a stopgap. Um, you look at Jonas Corposalo not having a good season. Marc-Andre Fleury, okay, you're 37 years old, coming into a hotbed market like Toronto. Uh, are you going to hold up? How's it going to go there? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the answer here? It's, it's definitely hard to figure out which one you're going to get. You just you, you can't just go get a good goaltender. You say Braden Holpe, well, the Stars now want a first-round pick plus an A-level prospect to get Braden Holpe, who hasn't been their starter this year. So yeah. there's another goaltender. You're like, okay, now the market is blowing up because they know teams need goalies. And what does Elliot Friedman always say? When a team is in need for something, they don't throw you life preservers. They throw you anvils. And that's what teams are going to do to Toronto right now, knowing they need goaltending. So I think it's either a cheap stopgap solution, which is like an Anton Forsberg situation, or you keep it the way it is and you play Collagen or you play Wool and see what you actually have. Because you're eventually going to have to use something in-house. There's 25 games left, and now is not the time to be seeing what you have in your third and fourth string. If even, like, where where does Hutchinson fall in this depth chart? Is this, is is Shogren and and Wall your fourth and fifth? You could have that argument a different day, you know what I mean. With 25 games left, you're not seeing what you get out of your goaltenders. And realistically, you don't have 25 games left. You have a week on Monday to see what you have. Because after that, you're kind of fucked. No, I right. listen, I'll agree with you. You're kind of screwed. You're pooched. But at the same time, Josh, this team is making the playoffs. There's no, oh, way yeah, they're, they're making the playoffs. the playoffs. So there, and, and this is another thing that I've been saying to people, the Toronto Maple Leafs have a lot of guys that get complacent with the fact that they're going to make the playoffs and they don't bring their A game. It's happened before. It's happened in seasons previous. So this mm-hmm. team already knows they're making the playoffs. You're not missing the playoffs. Whether you're in the third seed, second seed, or the wild card seed, you're definitely making the playoffs. So what I'm saying is you already know you made the dance. So you might as well see what you have. You might as well see what's under the hood of some of these guys and put them in positions to play meaningful games down the stretch and see what they are. See what Collagren has. See what Wool has. Even if you go out and get someone, you're not trusting Pedemorazic. I think tomorrow may be his last start as a Toronto Maple Leaf. I really do. I wrote an article about it today. I really think this may be the last call for Mrazek. Um, You look at the comments from Keith for the first Arizona game back in January. Now this one, he doesn't have confidence. He doesn't feel good about this goaltender at all. He doesn't like the way he plays. He doesn't like that he gives up soft ones. He mentioned it. And look at how hard he had to bite his tongue at the presser after Mm -hmm. the game. What he wanted to say was not what he said. He had to take big, exasperated breaths between each statement and really calculate what he was going to say because he would have said something that probably would have buried that goaltender. But they both know, him and Dubas, that they have to be very um, cautious with what they say because they probably do want to move this guy. And if you keep burying him in the media, it makes it a little hard to move him. But what I'm saying is you know you've made the playoffs. So if you go out and get a goaltender, it doesn't matter. 
It could be flurry. It could be Holpe. It could be whatever. Still see what you have with Collarin and Wool because you're going to need those guys next year, no matter what anyone says. And that's the reason why they're being groomed. I like what Wool was able to do. He's hurt right now. So give Collagren a chance. I think he should have started the Heritage Classic, to be honest. I disagree. I just, we could talk about that in a second. I disagree with that. Yep. Um, so a question for you regarding this is obviously just centered around Mrazic because they can't, they're not, nothing's gonna happen with Campbell. He's injured. Uh so you got Buffalo, Dallas, Carolina, Nashville. Let's say he goes, you know, three and one and puts up a nine fifteen over those four games, and he looks pretty good. Maybe he gets a shutout in there. Does that change your opinion? Like, okay, find kind of found his game back. He's not losing his posts in these games. He squared up well. Or are you just done with this guy totally now? I'm I'm done with him. I'm done with mm-hmm. him. I'm done with him. I'm done with him because the organization is done with him. You could feel it. You could. Feel I don't the think they're done him. with him. I just think they're frustrated with him, right? Like, but that's you know what they were frustrated with Nick Ritchie and they found him a new home. You know, a little different. You can replace Nick Ritchie. Same thing, you're trying to replace that goaltender to win yourself some games. If you can move that $3.8 million off your cap, not only for this year, but for the next two years, I think that's something they seriously want to consider doing. So what if was you're your... not re-signing Jack Campbell, then you have to find somebody on the free agent market to fill that void. Okay, so then what's more important, getting rid of Peter Mrazek or finding a defenseman? I think you can do both at the same time. You might be able to. I, mean, I think you can find a team that's going to want to use. I think I think Petr Mrazek needs a quieter market, for one, because Toronto really can kill your confidence. And we all know between the years where goalies live the most. Well, it's you know, confirmed that, then. Uh, Anaheim's your perfect trade target. Just send over John Gibson and uh, and Lindholm, and we'll take it from there. <laughs> listen, if they could swing some sort of deal like the Leafs did way back in the day when they sent What's-His-Nuts over there and got Yoffrey Lupo and Francois Beauchemin, you know that was a, a pretty swindler deal, if you if you ask me. But they listen, got Shagare that same year too, didn't they? They I don't think it was the same year. I don't think it was the same year. But yeah, no, I, I know what you're trying to say, but the Leafs need to find something. Obviously, um, I don't. I, I really feel that that Sheldon Keefe doesn't think this guy works. It's a square peg in a round hole, and he says all the right things because he has to. Mm-hmm. But I really don't think he believes in this goaltender. Um, the way he, he prays on Wool and he prays on Campbell when he was doing bad, and he prays on Collagen now just as one little start. You know, he doesn't say the same things about Morazic when Morazic is having tough times. You know, so to me, it shows that the coach is not, I wouldn't say disinterested, but he's not really there to build this guy up to keep him in the lineup and and use him on a run. You know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I really get the vibe that they want to, and I said it waiting for you to come on here on the TikTok live that I think that they're just getting through the heritage classic and then they're going to close the door and they're going to make some moves. I mean, maybe they do, but I I don't think you can, mm. maybe Keith wants to give up on this guy, but I don't think the front office will let him. They've committed three years to him. They've committed, was it 3.8, 3.8 million to him? 3.8. Yeah. Per year for yeah, this guy. Per year to him. Mean. They're, you know, Dubas is going to say, you got to run them out there and see what we got. Um, you know, I just, maybe... I just don't think it. I don't think it works. I, I think it's the David Clarkson syndrome, to be honest with you. Yeah, might be. came in with the big hoopla and everybody was excited about him and all that good stuff. And then, of course, he jumps mm-hmm. off the uh, the bench to the brawl, sets it off on the wrong foot, can't play for a while. Mm-hmm. Then that season, he's injury riddled, and then obviously he doesn't put up the points. Five point two five on your cap. It's not good. It feels the same vibe to me. It feels the exact same vibe. 
He just didn't get off on the right foot with Keefe. He got injured. He came back, got injured again, you know, came back, didn't play well. Now he's not playing well again. Right after Keefe anointed him, hey, this is your shot. And he comes out against Arizona and lays a stinker. You know, it really, I, if I'm Keefe, I'm just saying, man, I, I want another option. Give me something else. Yeah. Anything. And I don't think Shalgren is that option right now. Um, and we can, and I'm not like, it would have been a cool story for him to start in the Winter Classic, obviously, like your first NHL start outdoors in Hamilton, 40,000 fans against the Buffalo Sabres uh, in the Battle of the QEW. That would have been fun. Yeah. Um, this guy's 25 years old. He has next to none, no NHL experience. In fact, we just saw his only NHL experience. He was just called up and you start him in this game. I think it goes against the messaging of this team, which is we believe in our guys. We want our guys to do well. We're always going to put our guys over. We see it over and over. The front office dies for the staff. They move, they move heaven and earth to make them happy. And what do you think the fallout would be if all of a sudden, you know, you turn to Mrazic who has out experience in an outdoor game and quite frankly has pretty good career numbers. He's played close to 300 NHL games, I believe. And you turn to him and go, ah, we're going to go with the kid. It's like, okay, well, yeah, sure. Maybe it's the right decision, like strategy wise, but team wise, is it the right decision? At the end of the day, you break it down. It's a Sunday game in Buffalo. Here's you how you sell it. Here's exactly. It's a Sunday game in Buffalo, but here's how you sell it to everybody else. It's a wake up call, but nobody's job is safe. So do Anybody that. Can do, come that in. Tu- do that Tuesday against Dallas. <clears throat> Why? Why? This is a, this is a game right here where because everybody's watching. This is where you do that. This is where you kick somebody in the nuts and say, "Hey, I hope you didn't like how it feels." Now use that shit as motivation for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean. Maybe you could do that, but I would I would do that against Dallas. I would give uh, show you got Tuesday Thursday. I'd say okay, Mrazek, you're going. You know, you get the Heritage Classic. I almost said Saturday. I'm so used to Leafs playing tonight. I know. Uh, uh, you're you're going Sunday, and then I tell them this. Then Tuesday Thursday, we're going with the kid. I calling him a kid, but he's 25. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know yeah, what you're saying. We're, we're going yeah. with the kid, and we'll we'll go from there. See where we're at. See where Campbell is. I'd let the team know that's the plan. We're moving forward with this. Keep everybody in on the loop. I, I just don't think it would have been the right move. And then you got people saying, oh, let's take a look at what he's got. You want to see what a guy's got in an outdoor game where there's no roof, the elements aren't controlled. The ice is probably going to be terrible. Like I've been to three three outdoor games. One of them was an alumni game. One of them I went to, it was snowing like crazy and the players had to stop every 30 seconds to shovel the ice. That was the outdoor world junior game. The other one was in Toronto, um, at the uh, BMO field classic. Yeah. yeah. That was just freezing. So that couldn't have been fun for anybody. I don't think that's the best, uh, best situation to put a, a guy who has no NHL experience in either. I, I'm not Here's mad about it. Thing, though. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe the semantics plays out that they have to put Morazic in because of all the things you just mentioned. But then that means to me tomorrow, Morazic leash is beyond short. Oh yeah, no, he's got to say this is. I'm not giving him a what, what do we call it? A, a hall pass? pass. I'm not giving him a a pass. Yeah, a hall pass means something else. I'm not giving him a pass to say. <laughs> well, I'm not giving. I'm, I mean, sure, maybe one of those would help him, but a pass to go out there letting seven and be like, oh, that was fun. We were outdoors. Like, no, you got to show up and you know make twenty, go twenty eight for twenty nine, and the Leafs win three one, four one, five one. 
Like, okay, that's happy. Get some confidence back. That would be awesome for him. And then yep. maybe you can have that discussion. Okay, he's got his mojo back a little bit. Can he play against Dallas? Okay, he goes in, plays against Dallas. Or then you go, all right, Mrazic's got his confidence back. Let's give him a rest. He's going to go Thursday against uh, Carolina because I think that would actually be an unfair game to put Shelgren in. So put him in against Dallas. Give him that rest. Let's see how confident he is against a team that we would probably meet in the conference finals. I, I don't know. Like, There's so yeah. many ways you could go about this. Um, or you never know. Marc-Andre Fleury could be starting on Tuesday against Dallas. Listen, there's, there's, a, there's a few moves, obviously, yeah. Um, for me, listen, like I said, I think this team just needs a – I think the really – the complacency thing is really big. This team knows they're in. Um, it's hard to be – I don't know about you, but it's hard to be motivated when you know you've already achieved something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like playing NHL 22 per se. For for anybody who's watching on any of the feeds here, we got viewers all across. I haven't checked the comments yet. But if you're playing something like a video game and you're up like 8 nothing, and there's still two periods to go um, – you know, you get bored. Same thing with me. Like when I'm playing poker and I'm doing well, and I know that there's lots of poker left because we're having fun, uh, you get bored. You mm-hmm. get bored and you get complacent and you start doing stupid things, you know, and that seems to be what the Leafs are kind of doing a little bit. You know, stupid things, you know, just stupid little things because they know they're in. So if you know that already, I don't know. I want to see Wolf. I want to see Collagen. Um, I really, in my heart of hearts, thinks tomorrow is going to be Petamorazic's last game as a Toronto Maple Leaf. Maybe I'm wrong, but I really think they're going to go and make some 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 things. I do. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I want to ask you about this. Uh, uh, Jake Muzzin, does he come back off the LTIR or does he stay on LTIR and they go and add? And the reason why I say that is because we all know there's going to be some injuries down the stretch that are going to prohibit guys from playing. So it's going to allow them to be able to free up the LTIR space to bring Muzzin back off. And, and do different things. You know they can finagle it. They got Brandon Pridham for a reason. They'll probably pick up somebody's contract at the deadline as well. That's an LTIR move, much like they did with Nash last year, just to be able to flexible and move things around. So I'm wondering for you, do you keep Muzzin on there so you have the optimum amount of space to make moves, or do you pull them off? Um, I don't think we'll have a clear answer to that question until next Tuesday, March 22nd, see what they do with the trade deadline because <laughs> – uh, we don't like say they bring in a guy and it adds, you know, they, they, for example, just as an example, they ship out Kerfoot who makes a certain amount of money and they bring in a guy who makes less than that, but improves the team. Well, then you can bring Muzzin back. No issue. But let's say you ship Kerfoot out and you bring in for whatever reason, Connor McDavid. Okay. Well now you have to keep him on LTIR because you can't afford to bring him back. The other side of things there is not worrying about the play side. Where's this guy at injury wise? Like he had a concussion. This is his, I believe his second one this year, third in the last couple of years. He had that stinger against Columbus in the bubble. Does he need the rest? We know he's a veteran. We know he can come back and play well. Is it unfair to put this guy in a situation where game one of the playoffs, you're going, okay, Muzzin, hundred percent. We need you to play. Yeah, that's probably unfair, but then you can't even really bring him back for the last three games of the season because you'd probably be right up against the cap unless you put somebody else on LTIR, but then you have to fit the parameters of throwing a guy on LTIR, right? Like you can't throw, let's say, uh, Nylander. You can't put Nylander on LTIR just for the last three games of the season. You'd have to miss 10 days or uh, 10 games or 21 days or something. I don't know if that applies going into the playoffs, Um, but 
I think anybody can be activated off of the LTIR yeah, so going in the playoffs. May, so. Maybe you can do that. Um, I mean, take advantage of it. It's not breaking the rules if it's not against the rules, right? So no, that's that definitely. I, I don't I know what they would do. do. They have I, to. I, keep them on LTIR or bring them back. No, they have to keep them on LTIR. I think that's what I want them to push. do, but I don't know if it's the right answer. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say if it's the right answer, Josh. And mm-hmm. for me, I don't know. Everybody I've asked that covers, you know, that we speak to on a, a regular basis around these parts have said that they, they all believe that Muslim will be back and the Leafs want him to be back because they want him to play. But at the same time, I don't know. You look at that juicy number you have to be able to acquire someone and maybe you add, you know, um into that and you go and make a trade with what almost nine million dollars worth of trade space. Mm-hmm. You can really make some noise and do some things with that amount of money. Um, and like I said, I mean, if you really in your heart of hearts need to get him back into the lineup to play with the Toronto Maple Leafs down the stretch, I'm sure you can find some sort of way to finagle it. I mean, teams do it all the time. You're looking at what Vegas is doing right now. You want to tell me they don't want Mark Stone to come back in the lineup at some point to yeah, be able to play? Not even make the playoffs. Well, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> if, obviously – Give some what's and butts. But right now, you you look at them. You still tell me they don't want Mark Stone back for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody else isn't going to fill that void on LTIR. Isn't it convenient that he was just so hurt when Jack Eichel was ready to play? These teams know how to do this stuff. Um, you know, we got Brandon Pridham. You heard last year when we had you know Alter on, and we talked about you know what was happening with Freddie and what was moves were being made and this and that, and it ended up being you know coming out that Freddie could have played. You know, could have played yeah. a bunch of games, but didn't. Didn't they decide to keep him on there for his health because they wanted to be able to make moves, and that's what they did, right? They went to him, and he said, "No, I'm good. I can stay on here and whatever." And I don't know what the fallout was from that in the process, but we all know he never played again. So really, played again because the playoffs are where you really play. But for you, what what does this team do? What does this team do this week that convinces you that they've done the right things? For me. It's they need someone to be a shutdown pair guy with Jake Muzzin. You have Riley and Brody. You need someone for Muzzin. That pushes down Hall with Labushkin Mm -hmm. or Labushkin and Sandine and pushes Hall out of the lineup or you trade him, whatever. doesn't matter, whatever you try to do. But I think that's what you need there. For me, I want someone there. And then I want a veteran, veteran player that's not too, too old, but a veteran guy in the playoffs. And I'm looking at Andrew Kropp and saying, why can't we get him from Winnipeg if the Jets aren't making it? That's a guy I'd love to see come in and play for the Leafs, can play on the penalty kill, can be physical, can do different diff- things for you. That's a that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I spoke pretty strongly at the beginning of the show that I, the number one for me is to bring in a goaltender. Um, even if it's like – and it's tough to tell because if Campbell was playing right now, you could say, okay, yeah, we need to bring in a competent pack, backup because Mrazek doesn't have it. That wouldn't, you know, you can make that decision. So that's why I said a guy like Halak, because he could hold the fort if needed. But if you bring in a guy like Halak, then you probably need to touch up the defense a little bit. Um, or we'll get Antoine know, Forsberg from Ottawa. From, I don't think they would let him go. That guy's phenomenal. Right? Like, that would be great. Um, there's a couple other guys you could go after. Enough about the goaltending. Uh, on defense, sure, you could touch it up. Is it the biggest issue right now? I think it's like a 1A, 1B with the goaltending, to be honest. Uh, a forward up front would be sick because more goals means, you know, 
more fun. I want someone who right? I want so, someone who's defensively confident. I want another David Conf s kind of guy. You know that Yeah, and you know, you, you say you do, you know, you say you say Conf, I say Giroux. Like <laughs> I just want uh, the well, more goals you can... apparently I don't know if this is true or not, but I just got a little line that came across mm-hmm. my screen here uh that um Gabriel Landiscog is going for knee surgery. Yeah. From the Colorado Avalanche. That's going to free them up $7 million plus in space. Uh, hello, Claude Giroux. Come on mm-hmm. down. What do you give up for Giroux, though? And does Colorado want to give that up? That's the thing. Hey, I'm pretty sure they can start something that starts with rhymes with Moe and Myram and gets over to the uh, the, the Philadelphia Flyers. Knowing that, that front office just signed uh, Rasmus Ristolainen for 5.1. So what the hell do they know? But um, like there's a lot that this team could do. All I want them to do, and this is why, you know, Kyle Dubas is in charge of it and not me, is not disappoint me and get me excited. Right. Listen, I I don't want this this week. You're going to be damn excited. I really think that they're Kyle Dubas knows this is it. Brandon Shanahan Mm -hmm. knows this is it. And Shani's going to sign off on whatever kind of concoctions Dubas wants to come up with. Mm-hmm. And that's first round picks. That's Matthew Nyes. That's Toppy Nemolo. That's Ronnie I don't think. Overton. I don't think. I don't think Nyes is. Oh yes. Oh yes. Know. This is the year where you push it all in and say, "Let's roll." So if they have to put in a match, that would have to be a hell of a return. Team, oh, I think it would be. But yeah. then you say, remember we just talked about. You're like, well, who would take Morazic? Well, if you're putting Morazic in a deal and you're trying to get a defenseman and a goaltender back, maybe you go after Klingberg and Holtby. And you put in Kerfoot, Morazic, and you spice it up with a first-round pick, Matthew Nyes. There, there's a there's a bona fide blockbuster right there. You shore up the goaltending with Holpe because you know Dallas wants a first. You get rid of Kerfoot's contract to match up for Klinberg's, and then you just obviously ship out a couple prospects because you have to to sweeten the deal. But those two players right there, there's your answer to play with Jake Muzzin. And John Klingberg, hello. And then between the pipes, you have Braden Holpe, who's gone on runs, who knows what it takes to win in the playoffs, yeah. and doesn't take no shit in his own crease either. Mm-hmm. He'll hack and wacky if he needs to. And that's something maybe you can rub off on Jack Campbell too. You know, show him that, hey, don't worry. <laughs> you can give a few whacks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just uh, – I'm excited to see what they do. I don't think anything will really get done until Saturday, Sunday, Monday, to be honest. Um, it seems pretty quiet around the league right now. And I booked Monday off work, so I hope so nothing I. happens till Monday. So did I. So are, we going, are, we, are we going live all day? I don't think all day, but I think we'll go in for a portion. We'll definitely break down some deals and have some fun because I booked that day off for the specific reason all of right, being I, able I'm to talk hockey. I'm off all day too, so I'll I'll get the orange juice and champagne and 7:30 pre-show. I'll be on my couch enjoying a nice mimosa. <laughs> no, we will definitely be doing it, obviously. And I'm trying to get a couple of peeps to swing on by. Uh, everybody's telling me Sunday night. I'm trying to push them into Monday, but obviously they'll be working their own thing and sitting at press conferences and waiting for news to break. So we might get guys on for 15, 20 minutes, or five or 10 minutes here and there. Um, I'm but, sure. Uh, I'm sure you could get a guy like James Duffy to come on. He's probably not doing anything that day. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Jeff Merrick will swing into. Why yeah. not? Right. Just get. Him are, you, uh, are you? Are uh, you? This is totally off topic. Are you a Sportsnet feed guy or a TSN feed guy? If I told you I watch both almost simultaneously, would you shoot me? No, but I can really only watch one, and I like the TSN one just because of like 
the camaraderie between all of them, like the 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 jokes and all that. I, I find the Sportsnet one can get a little off topic sometimes. I used to be a TSN guy thoroughly. Yeah. And then when Rogers first got the contract, they knocked trade deadline out of the park. They really, really did well. And they did well for probably three years. And then they started the speed wobble, you know, when they started letting guys go and mm -hmm. having to do more story time and stuff. But we all only look to see who's getting signed or traded or whatever day it is, whether it's free agent frenzy or trade deadline. We only want the information. So no matter what else they put on for fluff, you're not going to enjoy it anyways. But hey, yeah, we will we will be doing something. We will be breaking things down and we will be having fun too. So, but uh, honestly, Josh, I'll tell you this: I think Kyle Dubas gets his moves done Monday. This Monday. so do I. This oh Monday. tomorrow, not this, tomorrow. I think it the is. Heritage Classic <laughs> gets done and he does his work. I think they're just waiting Maybe. for this to get over with, so nothing else takes away from the Heritage Classic. And then they do their work. I think that's what they're waiting for. I think you. I think you'll see something probably in the middle of the night tonight that happens. That's how confident I am. Tomorrow night? No, tonight. After the winter clock. Or sorry, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night. <laughs> tomorrow night. Yes. I keep thinking so it's tonight to it. too. I'm so used to it. Yes. Yeah. On Sunday, you know, Sunday evening, going into Monday, I think we'll be all awoken throughout the night that there is a trade happening for the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Even better, instead of Alessia Cara at the second intermission, it's Kyle Dubas going up to announce all the trades he's made. Could you imagine? <laughs> That'd be great. You know, just Petr Mrazic gets pulled, but it's not because of his play. Kirk yeah, he's, got, on the ice. he's got like a, a 48 save shutout and he's getting pulled. <laughs> yeah, you're on your way, boys. No, listen, I, I really think the Leafs, this is, we, we joked about it all year long. This is the real all or nothing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. This is the Amazon Prime documentary you'll want right here because they're going to push the chips there. And that's why I said Matthew Nyson play Ronnie Hervin and Toppy Nemela, whoever you think is a top prospect on the Leafs is on their board to be moved the picks for this year and the picks for next year. Cause Kyle Dubas knows if they don't go far, he ain't here anyways. So what the hell does it matter? And Shani's so, going to sign off on it. Here's a question for you then. That's interesting. You say that if everybody's on the board, are they showcasing Nick Robertson right now? Could be, but at the same time, He's looked damn good with John Tavares and Willie Nylander. He's looked really good when he's looked good. When he makes a mistake, it's been costly. And I'm okay with that because he's been in the league for a coffee, right? Yeah. He, he, listen, the reason why his brother is so damn good in Dallas is because he fires the puck from anywhere and mm -hmm. he's not afraid to drive the net. What does Nick Robertson do, guys? He fires the puck from anywhere and he's not afraid to go to the dirty areas. We don't have yep. a lot of forwards that like to do that. And he's not the biggest guy on the ice, but he'll definitely go in and do it. He'll stand and bang. You know, he'll, he'll take a whooping, but he'll still go get the puck. He, almost, uh, he almost threw a massive hit, not against uh, the Coyotes, against uh, who'd they play before that? Columbus. He almost killed someone in the Columbus game, like center ice. Yep. He pulled but up. That's just it, though, right? This guy has probably the it factor. He just needs more time and more continuity. Mm -hmm. to be able to play, and I don't think the Leafs want to give up on them because what are the Leafs going to need going forward that we're all laughing at them about? They're going to need cheap, cost-effective, skilled forwards that they've drafted, much like most of the teams in the NHL do when they start signing their big guys. So this will be a guy that they can finally plug and play and use. Same thing, I think Toppy Nemela is going to be one of those guys as well. Maybe not for two years yet, and if they do hold on to Matthew Nyes, I could see him probably cracking the roster as soon as next year. 
Yeah, I could see that happening. <clears throat> you know, but it's just right now you look at this team and you say, okay, what do you need today? You need D and you need a goalie. Okay. So do you spend all your assets to go get a goaltender or do you spend your assets to get a defenseman? Because if the Leafs are only able to make one blockbuster deal, you got to show off that D. And then you roll with what you got in net. And it could be Wool, Colligan, Campbell, Mrazek. Guys have caught, hey, guys have caught lightning in the bottle and gone on runs for the playoffs with goaltenders before. Mm-hmm. Hello, Philip Grubauer. You know, these things happen, happen, right? So maybe they maybe they hit on Colligan. Maybe this guy just grabs the rein and says, hey, I got ice in my veins. Let's go on a run. It could happen. And you know what? We're not going to get the answer until, uh, you know, eight, when, when do the playoffs start? I don't when know. April start, right? Yeah. But here, here's the good thing, guys. For this week coming up, just so everybody knows on Offside, we'll obviously have our regular show, and then we'll do something towards the end of the week. There's also lacrosse stuff coming through too, guys. Um, getting back into the swing. There's a whole bunch of stuff going to be announced. Me and old Joshy boy. Got to sit down have a little offside meeting and chit-chat. This guy needs to get out here as well for the grand opening of our friends over at Boxing Rock, opening their location here in Halifax on Windsor Street. Open bar? We, well, (laughs) if you're with the crew, um, we may have our own version of a smash fest here in Halifax. It won't be ping pong, but think air hockey and think going up against your favorite people around the city. Things like that may just be on the damn table. Let's do it. But I hey, like it. I like it. I watched a full lacrosse game yesterday. There you go. Hey, the, the, the Thunderbirds are playing right now. They're down mm-hmm. in Georgia. Left Halifax was, uh, and went to Georgia. I actually messaged you right away when I don't even know the player who did it, but he scored like a sick behind the back goal. I, was like, I think it was Jameson. But they went, hey, the Thunderbirds did what we're wanting the Leafs to do right now, Josh. They went out and they got Mr. Evans, a two-time MVP Mm-hmm. To bolster their scoring, he's in the top 10 scoring in the NLL. They paid through the nose to get it done. But this team's a wagon, man. This team's a wagon. They're 8-2. and two. If they're winning tonight, they'll go 9-2. and two, And they're absolutely looking to dom. So I'm hoping they uh, they can do the, do the dance just like the Maple Leafs can. But, hey, this week, guys, get ready for the Leafs. Get excited. Get jacked up. Stop being so goddamn negative. It's so easy to be negative. Find something to be positive about. You like the team. You're excited for the playoffs. You're excited for trade deadline. Stop ragging on it. There's enough people ragging on it. Let's have some damn fun. And by the way, T-shirts are coming. Get ready. Woo! And this is Offside Hockey Talk. I was wondering if you were rapping there. Come (laughs) on.